It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Hello, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm your host, Brian Beatty. For almost 10 years now, we've been on this program giving you my opinion of the real estate market, helping you better understand what in the world's going on out there. We've got a lot to talk about today. Interest rates are spiking. What does that mean for the market? What does that mean for you if you're going to buy? How does that impact you as a seller? And we've got a special guest today. Derek Goulet with Finance of America. He's going to uh, talk with us today about what's going on with interest rates and really how that impacts this this market here. Now, if at any point in time you, you hear something and you want to have a private conversation with me, my phone number, which you can reach, you can call or text, is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. A lot of great information on there. Gosh, hundreds of videos. I checked yesterday. We have over we have 650 videos on YouTube talking about different elements of the real estate market. We're also uh, in a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, so on and so forth. So I think if you just do a simple Google search for Brian Beatty, you'll, you'll find us. But uh, I want to get right into this because we've got a lot to discuss today. So Derek Goulet, welcome. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. So the magic number that I think a lot of us have seen right now is 6.0. One nine. So let's break this down. Let's let's talk about it. And I want to talk about the impact, of course, to buyers. I want to talk about the impact to sellers. And so let's kind of first start with this. Let's take a little bit of a trip back in time. Yep. Tell us where we were this time last year. Oh, <laughs> that that's a good trip down memory lane. So last year, this time, we had actually rates below three percent on any product you were getting out there. Jumbo conforming FHA, VA loans, all sub 3%. So it uh, felt like a nice fun party. Right. Don't be upset that it's over. Be glad that it happened, right? Isn't that the saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so here we are now where, you know, we're seeing news of it being basically six and a quarter close to it. Um, but that's not necessarily the actual interest rate that people are, are paying. So can you can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. So when you see a lot of these published numbers, what they are is they're kind of like industry averages weighted across everybody, including all the different credit scores out there. So when I say things like that, what I mean is different loans out there have different um, credit score charges. So government loans, for example, really have no credit score charges, whereas a conforming loan, which is I won't try to get too deep into that. <laughs> um, each different 20 points of credit score have a different charge associated with it, which drives interest rate. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, And it's, guys, it's complicated. There's a lot of math that goes into determining your interest rate. What, what are some of those things out of curiosity, just for folks that are listening? So really, credit score is the biggest one that drives interest rate in a conforming loan. And so, for example, between 7 01 and 720 is one credit score bucket. 721 to 
39 is another, 740 and over is another, and so on and so forth. And so that's the biggest driver of credit, uh, of interest rate in a conforming loan. Other factors being how much money you make, how many debts you have, how much down payment you're going to put down, so down loan pay- product, so on and so forth. Down payment, loan product, yes. It's not really driven by debt to income ratio as much as like people would like to think, unless you have mortgage insurance, because mortgage insurance is assessing the risk of you defaulting. The higher your debt to income ratio is, the more likely it is you default, again, historically speaking, and that means that the mortgage insurance element of this is more expensive. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. So one thing that we're doing on our real estate team right now, which I think is vital, and anybody out there looking at homes right now, actively looking, they need to be doing this with their lender as well. I am having every single buyer we're working with, but by the way, we have like dozens and dozens and dozens of buyers that my team are working with. Um, and a lot of them have been looking for a while. They're making offers, some <laughs> they're losing. It's still a very competitive, very high velocity environment in our market. But with this increase in interest rates, which has happened rapidly, I mean, where were we at the beginning of the year? Uh, like three and a quarter-ish. And now we're at? Like six, five, un- seven, five to six. Unbelievable. And so a lot of people are still searching in the same price range, when in reality they can no longer afford the homes that they're looking at. Or, or they don't want the payment associated with it. Right. <laughs> not, maybe not, it may not be that they can't afford it. It's they might not want the payment associated with it. Yeah, and, and could be both, right? Yes. But let's talk about the impact on purchase power and, and payment uh, and income replacement that would need to occur in order for things to feel the same to a buyer right now. So can you walk us through that? Yeah, that's a perfect question. Actually, I did. I, I brought some notes. And so um, we'll just talk about like a few different examples. So I used an, an FHA loan at, at a $350,000 loan amount, which is like a three sixty five dollars or so purchase price. You know, fairly healthy amount of money to spend in today's environment. And if we go back to December, that payment was roughly $1,850. Okay. Today, that same payment is $2,525. Again, roughly speaking. About $675 a month different in payment. Is that total payment including taxes and insurance or is that just principal and interest? That's taxes and insurance and everything. So that's whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Okay. So in order for that payment to feel about the same from an income perspective, you have to make $1,000, about $1,000 more a month to, okay. to have it feel the same from a cash flow perspective. Gotcha. So a lot of people listen to the show, and we're talking with Derek Ouellette of Finance of America. A lot of people listen to the show to, of course, get an understanding of what's happening in the market right now, right? They also want to understand, if I'm going to be a buyer in this market, what should I know? If I'm going to be a seller in this market, what should I know? What should I expect? If I'm going to do both, sell and buy, then you know, we've got a lot to discuss. Um, but I want to hear from you. What would you tell a buyer that is looking to buy a house right now? I would actually tell them, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a really, really great time to buy. Uh, And here's why. Rates are still historically low. And what I mean by that is if we even go back, you know, into the mid 2000s, rates were in the mid sevens. Yeah. I mean, 5%, 6% felt like a deal 10 years ago. Yeah. And so um, 
rates are still relatively more than that, but rates are relatively speaking still very low in the grand scheme of of history of mortgage rates. Now, I know that a lot of us have very short memories. You know, we're like the goldfish. We swim around for five seconds and we forget what happened. Um, (laughs) But the reality is, is if we look at historically speaking, rates are still relatively low. You know, there are other options. You know, we can, there's things to make them affordable, you know, in the beginning of this transition period while rates are rising. You know, there's some unique and interesting products out there for those types of scenarios. But all that to say, prices, I think, will continue to rise, maybe not at the same pace that they have been. So you are still protected from an equity perspective. Number one, number two, um, it's still relatively speaking affordable. And number three, rates are still really good. Right. The, the way that I've been helping people kind of understand this and wrap their head around it is, you know, we've been, so those of you that drive on 26, right? Let's say we're heading up to 95, that stretch of 26 where it's just like the Wild West. Yep. You can go 100 miles an hour and everybody else is too, and it's relatively speaking okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been driving like 95 miles an hour down the highway for kind of years at yeah. this point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a cop pulls off and now you're driving with a cop and you've got to slow down to 70 miles an hour. And you feel like you're driving at a snail's pace when in reality, you're just going the speed limit. I think that's exactly how a lot of people feel. We get used to our environments, right? And anytime there's some sort of rapid change, uh, especially uh, when it comes to things like the media, and I understand the irony in that statement, right? Given the fact that I have a radio show, but people always want to uh, shake you into a decision. And remember that, you know, humans are geared to do one of two things for the most part, run toward pleasure or away from pain. And so we have a lot of pressure-based selling in this industry. We have a lot of fear-inducing news that causes action. Everybody always wants to create urgency in everything they do. That is marketing, right? Yes. Um, I think the reality is demand for real estate is still fundamentally strong. Yes. People are buying homes for the right reasons. Now, compare that to 2006 to the beginning portions of 2008, where people were highly speculative. And, and this is the kicker, most people were getting mortgages with stated income, stated asset, you know, documentation. I'll just tell you how much I make. How's that sound for you? <laughs> can I still get a mortgage? Yes, you can. Oh, and by the way, I know the appraiser too, so don't worry. We'll get you in that house. Not a big deal. And so we do have fundamental differences between then and now. But um, I I think what has happened as a result, uh, I think we still are feeling a little bit of the bruises from the housing crash, even from 2008. I mean, we still kind of have a little bit of that left in our our mind. Yeah, we Scarred mentality. Yeah, we've got a little scar tissue from that still. Um, but I do want to talk about the importance of the relationship between the agent, the lender and the buyer, because here's the reality for, for those of you that are listening, um, in our industry, in real estate, especially as it relates to sales, there's this kind of preconceived notion that whenever we suggest a buyer talk to a lender, we're kind of trained to believe 
that as soon as we ask that buyer to take that step, that buyer's going to take a big step back. They're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I'm not ready for that yet. Um, why are you trying to push me down this path? Why are you trying to put me on your conveyor belt to process me as a transaction? And so I want to I set the stage for that. That's, I think that that's how a lot of agents feel. And at times, that is how buyers feel. I want to shed some light on that, and we're going to do that right when we come back. But before we go, Derek, tell us how people can get in touch with you if they want to talk to you. They can reach out, call, or text. Phone number is 949-280-8044. That's 949-280-8044. Right on. And guys, if you want to reach out to me, if you have questions about the market, you're thinking of buying, selling, investing, becoming an agent, or if I can just be of help to you, the number for me is 843-800-0065, or listingsincharleston.com. Stick around. We'll be right back of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA. You're listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Big thank you to Derek Goulet of Finance of America for, for helping us better understand what's going on in the world of mortgages right now. With, with interest rates spiking, and as we've mentioned, it brings out all of this doom and gloom news that the sky is falling. And in some markets, hey, maybe that's the case. In Charleston, we're a little different, right? We've got a little bit more going on than the average bear. A lot of people are moving here from all different parts of the country, frankly, all different parts of the world. Uh, and so we are a bit insulated. But I want to say thank you so much uh, to Derek for, for coming out and sharing some of that information with us and also to provide us with a little bit of a silver lining. Now, I do want to, I want to dig a little deeper into uh, what I mentioned right before we ended the last segment, which was this relationship between the agent, the lender, and the buyer because it's a really important one. And, uh, you know, let me first just say that if, if you didn't catch Derek's contact information, you can just go to listingsincharleston.com and you can reach him that way. You can reach me. I can put you in touch with him. Dot, uh, you know, listingsincharleston.com is the website. Or just give me a buzz or text me, 843-800-0065. 843-800-0065. Might as well just save that number in your phone, by the way. <laughs> Realtor Brian Beatty, 843-800-0065. Six five. Call me when you need me. Um, but let's 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 dive into this a little bit. I want to talk about this relationship between the buyer, the lender, and the agent, because there are plenty of agents out there that really struggle with asking for the business. They they're very trepidatious about that. They're shy. They're nervous. Well, what if they don't want what I have to say or or the value that I'm trying to offer? What if this pushes them away? Of course, there's an element to that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's sales. I don't shy away from the fact that I'm in sales. I love sales. Um, but this this relationship between the agent and the buyer and the lender is an incredibly important one in this market. Now, I was mentioning last segment that there are a bunch of buyers out there that have been looking at properties for a few months now, more than likely. Well, at the beginning of the year, interest rates were 
significantly lower than they are right now. I mean, they're, you're, you're paying about 42% more in their monthly mortgage payments for the same house today as you did a year ago. So you've got this kind of potent combo of raising or rising home prices, which is you know, 14, 18, 20 plus percent, depending upon which area of the market you're looking in. You've got escalating mortgage rates, which you know they're up two and a half plus percentage points, which is adding hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to your mortgage bills. And, and by the way, that's on top of what potential buyers are spending on everything else. You know, rents are up 17% year over year. Inflation, what's that running? Like 8.5% right now? Gas prices are up 40%. You're seeing the stacking and multiplication effect on people's income. And so now economists are using words like frothy and bubbly and bubble-ish. And so we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But this, going back to this, this whole main point here is that I want you to imagine for a second that you walk into a car dealership, you know, you get out of the car and like it normally goes, somebody kind of stops you before you even get into the building and they're like, Hey, how, how are you doing? Can I help you today? I'm here to look at buying a new car. Now, what if they said, great, I tell you what, first thing we're going to do is we're going to go and work out a conversation with the finance manager. They'll pull your credit and based on how much you can afford, I'll show you what, uh, what, what makes most sense for you financially? Now, if you're a buyer, that's going to feel extremely weird, right? If I walked into a dealership and they tried to put me through all that before I bought a car, then I'd say, uh, no, <laughs> I'm either talking to someone else or I'm going somewhere else because that's just weird. I'll tell you how much I want to pay for a car after I find one I like, right? That's, that's kind of how it normally goes. Well, with the process of buying a home and getting pre-approved for a mortgage, we kind of tend to treat things the same way or buyers tend to treat things the same way, which is, you know, I want to go and I look at some homes first. And then once I see something I like, if I actually want to buy it, then we can go through that process. There's a little problem with that. First of all, we show people property to kind of get their feet wet to the idea of moving because that's an important part of the process. I get it. You want to go out and see if making this move and this this major change in your life actually makes sense or not. Are you excited about moving based on homes that you're looking at or not? I mean, I get that. That's logical. At the same time, there's a difference between deciding you want to move and then deciding to get pre-approved after you've found something you actually want to buy. The, the latter is where Frankly, you miss out on the house that you want because by the time you see it, you get pre-approved, the letter gets furnished so that you can attach that to your offer. You're already in a multiple offer situation. You're already behind the eight ball and likely someone else out there has more money or is willing to pay a silly price for the house or waive a bunch of contingencies. Now, that might be you and not every situation is that way. I do want to make that clear. Not every house that sells is getting this outlandish number of offers that are like, Oh, and I'll also give you my firstborn child. It's not that not that crazy. I mean, there are some times where it gets a little nutty, but um, depends on the house, depends on each individual property, how it's priced, how it's marketed, what their strategy was, and then what your strategy needs to be as a result of that. But it's really important, in my opinion, that you prepare for this process, that you have a strategy 
and that you're working with an agent that really understands how to get you, the buyer, to win in this market. Now, the reality is this. Are you going to be able to beat up sellers out there and buy something for less than what they have it listed for? In most instances, the answer is probably not unless they're grossly overpriced. Can you buy something for less than what it appraises for? Yeah, we're still seeing that quite a bit actually because the properties that are selling, uh, it doesn't really matter where they are or what price range they're in, they're in an appreciating market. They are worth more tomorrow than they were yesterday or today. And so you are getting a little bit of a deal uh, because prices are still going up. You're also getting a deal, not so much now, but you were then on the interest rate. Like Derek said, and I agree, even though the interest rates are at, let's just call it 6% right now, historically speaking, that's still a pretty good interest rate. When If they go to 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 or whatever, 6 is going to look like a deal. So it's all perspective. The reason I think it's so important for a buyer to have a conversation with a lender beforehand is not necessarily to run your credit and get you pre-approved and so on and so forth. It, the first benefit in doing that is let's just let's have a 30,000 foot view discussion about what you want to accomplish. Not every buyer out there spends the most amount of money that they can on a house. Most people are fairly guarded. Like we were saying last segment, there's still little scar tissue left from 2008. People are slightly more cautious and responsible with their money. They're not using their homes like ATMs like they were and pulling cash out because, hey, what does it matter? Prices are going to still go up, right? What could possibly go wrong? I will tell you, though, that the sooner you can have that conversation, the better. Reason number one, there are sometimes things that even you innocently forget that appear on your credit report that need to be dealt with that actually have an impact on how much money it's going to cost you to afford that house on a monthly basis. More, more often than you think, we find that people don't know about certain items on their credit report that's negatively impacting the number. Now, there are a bunch of different things that you can do, rapid rescores, you know, put a certain amount of money to this, do that, do the other, and your credit score can jump up and get you into that next bucket, kind of like Derek was talking about, in order to get a better interest rate and save potentially thousands or tens of thousands of dollars over the life of the year alone in interest. That's really important. But I think the other obviously important part of this is, hey, here's what we're going for. I want to put 20% down to buy a house. I'm just using a random scenario here at this point. But hey, I'm going to put 20% down on the house that I want to buy. How much can I afford? Now let's back that off a little bit. I don't want to be house rich and and, and cash poor. But I think that with this increase in interest rates, people are saying, all right, well, I don't really want to downgrade the type of home, the size of home, the features of the home that I'm looking at. I want what I want. And if I have to pay a little bit more for it, then I'm going to have to take a little bit of money that's, you know, ancillary, uh, you know, my, my, just the cash that I spend on everything else in life that I want. And I'm going to reduce that down a little bit. Maybe eating, you know, filet with a lobster tail. Maybe I'm just eating the filet at this point. <laughs> uh, but you get the point. The, the 
the thing that I think is most important is once you have that strategy-based conversation, once you've actually had your credit reviewed and your income documents and your debts reviewed, then they can put you through underwriting and they can say, hey, you know what? You are approved. You just need to go find a house. That's, that's no more than this expensive. And we need to make sure that the appraisal comes in at or above the contract amount. But this is pretty much a done deal. Unless something obviously happens, but based on everything we've looked at, you are an approved buyer. That is huge. And I'll tell you the other thing that's huge because I sell a, we sell a lot of real estate. Uh, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's reason I'm on the program. A lot of these offers that I get aren't, they don't have a pre-approval letter, which is a huge no-no in this market. Um, the offers are not written very well. There, in, in almost any situation that's a multiple offer, there's one offer that you can throw out because it's written so poorly. It has mistakes. It has things that are left blank. I mean, how? I, I, it still leaves me speechless. I mean, literally speechless at times to see somebody represent somebody on an expensive piece of real estate that they're going to buy and just forget to fill in certain parts of the contract. I mean, give me a break. But anyways, I don't want to get on that tangent. The ability for a lender to call a listing agent and say, hey, just so you know, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones that are trying to buy your house, they've already been through underwriting. They are approved for financing. They will get a mortgage so long as the contract amount uh, doesn't, you know, is within their limit and they've, they've got, you know, they can afford your home based on the offer that they've made. Um, and that it appraises. So basically, you can look at them like a cash buyer. That's the key. Well, it's, I guess, one of the keys. But that's incredibly important. And so, I just, you know, again, thank you, Derek, for, for being on the program and for helping us better understand uh, what's happening in the, in the mortgage market right now. And I'll tell you that, you know, in, in terms of what's going to happen next, our, our market has about a 90-day sales cycle. And what I mean by that is... Whatever's happening right now isn't going to show up in the form of data until about 90 days from now, maybe even as much as 180 days from now. And the reason for that is as people move from the kind of aspirational and research phase of the process to the transactional phase of the process, meaning, hey, if I see something I like, I'm ready to make an offer. Let's do this. I know where I want to be. I know what I want. I'm prepared, ready, willing, and able. So at that point in time, it's about a 90-day sales cycle. So we're not going to really see the true impact of this increase in interest rates until about 90 days from now. So we've got time. People are still moving here in droves. We are insulated. We're not in the middle of Kansas, right? We we are insulated in that economically, uh, from a a demand perspective, (laughs) nationally, we're we're a hot-ticket item. And I don't need to sell you on all the reasons why Charleston's an awesome place to live. But I do think that prices are still going to go up for a while. I think the rate at which prices go up will start to slow down. But if you think about it, you know that some of you listening might have been in this position recently. But but I want you to imagine being stuck in an apartment in New York with nothing to do, nowhere to go, and an astronomical monthly housing payment regardless of whether you own or rent, because rents are still a big problem. They're going up as much, if not more, than 
home prices right now. So how long would you put up with those living conditions? Now imagine going online and looking at homes in Charleston, South Carolina to see what you can afford for $800,000, which, by the way, is the median sales price in New York City. You can buy a 3,000-square-foot home in Park West and Mount Pleasant. You know, you can buy a new construction home in Nexton. You can buy a place downtown. You can be a few minutes from the beach, surrounded by water, live in a golf course community, uh, find a home with acreage in a rural part of Charleston, South Carolina. I mean, you guys kind of get the point here, but you have a ton of options. Oh, and by the way, the property taxes are a joke compared to those markets. So the overall cost of ownership is really attractive. You know, you live in this beautiful part of the country, the local economy strong, population's growing, so on and so forth. Now look back at New York City, an area that's that that's right now the third highest spike in annual rent prices, 35% year over year. Yeah, Charleston's a pretty easy sell. And people are moving here on New York salaries, New Jersey salaries, California salaries. Their opinion of real estate is just different from our local opinion of real estate. To them, it's still a deal. Now, again, at some point in time, the music will stop playing. Luxury markets will get hit first. I buyers, you know, the institutional buyers that are going out and buying a bunch of homes and neighborhoods will start to slow down. They're already starting to see some of their deals fall through. About 20% increase in deals fell through among institutional buyers right now. And we can talk about that on a different different program. We don't really have time to get into that today. Uh, but the point is, things are going to be okay for a little while longer. I do think that that opportunity uh, for a seller to get a ridiculous offer on their house is starting to shrink a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty next on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. A uh, big shout out to Derek Roulette of Finance of America for being on the program this morning and helping us better understand what's going on with the mortgage market. I mean, there's been an increase in interest rates like we haven't seen in quite a while. And I think we're all concerned about what that means for the market moving forward. You know, what do we do with that information? How do we respond to that information? And I think that, you know, to to just kind of circle back and, and discuss very briefly about what Derek said for those that are just joining us, uh, which by the way, any show that we do airs Saturday at nine replays Sunday at 10. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or you can check out our podcast, which is on iTunes, Spotify, Google play. Uh, so we try to be uh, anywhere you prefer to listen to this program. But to, to recap that, I think the silver lining is, you know, we are not in the middle of Kansas. You know, we are in Charleston, South Carolina. People are moving here, and they're moving here for the right reasons. There's still solid fundamentals to buying a property right now. And so I do anticipate there being uh, a continued increase in prices. That being said... I think the rate by which prices are going up 
will, will slow down, maybe even significantly slow down. And in my opinion, well, this is historical, really. Some of the markets that get hit first when there's massive change and when demand wanes is the luxury market. And I'm here to tell you right now, because we're having a lot of conversations with, with high-end sell. I just sold a $5.5 million home on the beach in two days for full price, as is, no contingencies. They're just straight up buying it. Sold another one a few months ago for $5.3 million. People thought we were crazy. Sold for a million dollars more than anything else had sold for in that neighborhood. Who's crazy now? <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we work with a lot of high-end sellers, and, and I think the question is, how much longer can this go on? How much longer are we going to see these rapid appreciation numbers? I, I, at some point, we all know that this, this song is going to come to an end, right? And so my honest opinion, and, and by the way, real estate is very, very local. There was a stat that came out recently with a, a poll done by a company called Harris that said that 46% of people don't know how much their home is worth, which is... People, I think, have a rough idea, and of course, you can go online, and there's a bunch of different tools out there that can give you an estimate, but unless you sit down with a professional that really understands the market and understands the difference, by the way, between what homes are selling for on paper and what a buyer might be willing to pay for your home specifically, if it's positioned well, priced well, marketed well today in this market in your neighborhood, I think a lot of people would be very pleasantly surprised at how much their home is worth and might even help to accelerate their plans. Maybe they thought that this is something they'd have to do next year when in reality they might be able to do something now or within the next few months. So I think that the benefit of that is that number one, you just get educated on what your home is worth. You find out how much equity you have. You better understand the financial scope of owning that home and how that impacts your finances. And then number two, it might help you to uh, justify or accelerate your Moving plans if you felt like you had to wait. And so what's been really nice over the past, gosh, two years, but especially uh, recently, has been, and I guess let me put it this way, it's been hard to price properties because of the severe lack of inventory and the extreme level of demand. We can all look and see what things are worth on paper. And the, the reality is there are a lot of real estate agents out there that are not good at pricing to begin with, even in a normal market, because there's the lazy way of approaching pricing and then there's the right way of approaching pricing, in my opinion. Taking a bunch of homes that sold and averaging out the price per square foot and then applying that to your home is the lazy way. That's how you lose thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, potentially. Um, what you should be doing, of course, is looking at individual homes and comparing the features, the lot size, the description, the amenities, the quality of the materials, the condition of the home, all those things. You know, all those things need adjustments, right? If you're going to go and you're going to buy a car and, you know, you're looking at two cars that are the same model but one has more upgrades than the other, it's going to be more expensive. And so what we've gotten really used to is multiple offers, people swinging for the fences, once they're in that multiple offer situation and ultimately having the seller feel like, wow, I can't believe I sold my house for that much money. It's amazing, right? You've got this euphoric moment uh, when, when you, when you sell your home, like, wow, I, I can't believe that that happened. You know, I've got my best friend moving here from Chicago. 
He put his place on the market, sold it in a day for a significant amount over his asking price, which was already high. And they removed all of their contingencies and they let them stay there for two months for free while they coordinated their move to Charleston. And we've gotten the same thing for a lot of sellers here in Charleston. So the point in all of this is I'm not sure how much longer sellers have to get these ridiculous offers from buyers. Now, ridiculous obviously is, uh, you know, subjective, but when we see multiple offers where people are removing the inspection contingency, the appraisal contingency, the financing contingency in general, they're putting more earnest money down. We've seen, we've gotten people to pay the seller's closing costs. We've got people that can now stay in their home post-closing for a month or two for free while they figure out where they're going to go. There's so many things that get to benefit the seller in this market that, you know, of course, buyers are, are thinking, God, all right, finally, finally, some good news for buyers. Interest rates are going up, which must mean that sellers are going to start reducing their prices, right? Well, I wouldn't hold your breath, at least not for right now, at least not in the short term. Now, that's all based on what's happening right now today. Rates go 7%. They go higher than that. You know, what's really happening, if you think about it, is demand destruction. We're destroying the demand because the demand is so high right now that it's causing a feeding frenzy among listings and there's just not enough of them and we're not building enough of them we could we could still build five six million homes new construction and, and probably absorb that inventory where the the number of homes that are being built nationwide are down from where they should be historically so that's part of the problem but as a seller you know what i would say to you right now is if if you are an opportunistic seller meaning you don't have to sell there's nothing pushing you out the door I think the first step is have a conversation with a real estate agent. Really understand if you were to put your home on the market today, spring market, which is an even crazier time, how much do we think we could actually sell your home for? And then if if that makes sense, then let's tap into all of this off-market inventory that just never makes it to the MLS because it sells before that. We're doing a lot of off-market prospecting and, and deals as a result of that. We're... We, I literally have an entire department of my real estate company designed to call people and ask if they want to sell their home. And of course, we do things more uh, on, a, on a tech level as well. But we've got these long, long lists of people that will be selling or that have said, you know what, I would sell my house if I could get this much for it. But I don't really feel like having it on the market. Well, there's some great opportunities out, out there for you to buy something that really nobody knows about. And that's one of the values of working with a really high caliber, high performance real estate company is they have access to that kind of stuff that your typical everyday agent might not. So just some food for thought. But, you know, again, if you're a seller, um, I I wouldn't apply a severe amount of urgency to this. The sky is not falling, but I do not think we have too much longer uh, in in, in time where people are just going to pay silly things for property and waive their contingencies and let you stay in the home for free and, and, and or a combination of all these things. At some point in time, we're going to return to normalcy. Now, we might still have multiple offers. Prices will likely still be going up, but the added benefits, the added features that sellers are, are getting right now in very, very clean, non-contingent offers, that's the part that's going to start to go away a little bit, which just makes things a little bit more challenging uh, for sellers.
So stick around. I've got a little bit more to discuss about what's going on in this real estate market and how it impacts you right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. But if you want to reach out to me, if you have questions about the market, you want to know how much your home is worth, you want to know how many buyers we have for your home right now or how many listings we have that you could potentially buy that are not public knowledge, then feel free to reach out to me, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around. We'll be right back for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Have a real estate question? Ask Brian Beatty. Send him an email. Lowcountryhomesales at gmail.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show is on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Expert news and views on the low country real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Big shout out to Derek Goulet of Finance of America for being on the program and helping us better understand the impact that the rise in interest rates are having on the market. We had a good conversation. If you missed that, if you're just tuning into the program or, or or just miss that portion of it, you can always go online to our website, listingsincharleston.com, and see previous shows. You can go to YouTube. We've got almost 500 videos on YouTube talking about different elements of the real estate process or the market or even being an agent. Uh, so you can also listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. But I, I do also want to take just a brief moment and just tell you how much I appreciate those of you that listen to this program. I got a really nice message last weekend from somebody that listened to the program, and um, you know how you are if you're listening. But that uh, that touched my heart, and I really appreciated that those kind words. Uh, so so thank you for for listening. Without you guys and uh, all of that, then this show wouldn't be possible. So I do uh, want to show my sincere appreciation for that. And I just, I like helping. I like being on this program and, and kind of therapeutically telling you like it is so that you better understand the market. So you're an informed consumer so that when you go to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you know the right questions to ask. You, you kind of know to an extent what's going to happen before it happens. Now, that's really the role of the real estate agent and a good real estate agent, a really good real estate agent, or let's just use the word great. A great real estate agent is going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens, and they're going to answer questions before you ask them. In doing so, it eliminates, well, not eliminates. I can't use that word, and <laughs> I kind of almost broke my own rule. Because anybody, by the way, anybody that offers a stress-free transaction has never sold real estate a day in their life. <laughs> there is no such thing as a stress-free transaction. We can reduce stress. We can find ways to save you time and unneeded energy and uh, unwanted negative emotions. That's what a really quality, great real estate agent can do for you. But they also are here to save you money. There are all these different points in time along the way before you even get started. That could be talking with the lender, a specific type of lender. Uh, it could be obviously the price you pay. It could be the way in which you negotiate. All of these things mean money. And so a great real estate agent can help either save or earn you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars based on their experience. I've been in the top 1% of agents since 2009. I got a pretty close ear to the ground on what's going on. I've done over a thousand transactions, about a billion dollars worth of real estate transactions here. 
Now, if you're an agent and your business is struggling right now, or if you're thinking about getting into the industry, I'm here to tell you that we are hiring. We need some help. We've got folks that need calls. Uh, we've got folks that need follow-up. We are building out our lists very aggressively of people that want to sell that are not currently on the market, which obviously if you're a buyer, you want access to lists like that. That's what great real estate companies do. They have databases that you can plug into that are theirs. No one else's. The database is the lifeblood of the business. It's your clients or potential clients. So if you're a real estate agent right now, or if you're thinking about getting into real estate, or if you know somebody thinking about getting into real estate, please have them reach out to me. We'd be open to that conversation. We are actively hiring. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go online, listingsincharleston.com. There's a careers section on our website, listingsincharleston.com. Thanks so much for listening. You guys enjoy your weekend. And as always, you know, tune into uh, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday at 9 and every Sunday at 10 right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. Keep listening for the 25K payday on WTMA. WTMA. Media Station.